smartcast you're listening to a hindustan times production brought to you by hd smartcast welcome to this episode of kicks for free in which we discuss all things football i am bhargav sharma and with me is timan sarkar messi The group stages of the European Championship are over uh, and the round of 16 uh, is set to begin. Uh, we haven't seen any major shock uh, in the sense that uh, none of the big teams have crashed out in the group stages. Uh, Germany had a close shave uh, with a late equalizer against uh, Hungary, helping them avoid elimination and book their place in the round of 16 against England. Deman we'll discuss the round of 16 games uh, in a bit but first uh, tell me which team uh, has impressed you the most from the group stages uh, for me it's uh, italy yeah of course i mean uh, difficult to disagree with you there uh, i just go a little left field i okay they didn't qualify they finished last in their group but hungary is a team that i thought did really well uh, i mean mm. look at the group in which they were Uh, mm. you have portugal you have france you have germany uh, and then there's hungary completely an outlier among heavyweight football nations and True. yet till the 84th minute against portugal they were goalless they had scored a goal which was ruled out for offside mm. they held france mm. taking the lead they held germany taking the lead again twice yeah. and germany was 6 minutes from elimination in a competition and think of the consequences yogi loves last tournament 15 years in charge he's taken them to the world cup uh, trophy he's taken them to semi finals in every tournament and here he was almost 6 minutes till goretzka scored he was 6 minutes from being knocked out by a team that once was a powerhouse and that once was like 60 years ago so i think that is like you said in a competition that did not really have too many upsets I think what Hungary did came really really close to being an upset and you know I completely agree with the coach when they said that you know they can exit with their heads held high uh, mm. it was an excellent quote he said unfortunately uh, even the greatest fairy tales mm. there can be a less than happy ending i i thought that kind of summed up i mean marco rossi's quote for hungary i think summed up their competition really well Yeah, and uh, it was a fascinating group. I mean, till the last few minutes, we had no idea who. It kept changing. It kept yeah. changing. Yes, yeah. I mean, so the equations kept changing. So I mean, pretty interesting. I mean, I'd like to begin by uh, talking about a round of sixteen fixture uh, involving a team from this group uh, that is Portugal. Right. I mean, ah. when the tournament began, uh, many of us said, uh, including me, that they are among the uh, favorites for the title, and uh, they still are, but. if you look at the knockout stage draw i mean it's incredibly tough uh, for them uh, first they've got yeah. belgium of course and mm. if they beat belgium they will most likely face italy in the quarters and if they get past italy they will most likely face france in the semis 
So I mean, match by match, I think it's Belgium. They need to think about get crossing the Belgium hurdle because they are a team that's kind of getting into the groove. I mean, uh, I don't know how far they'll go. They have never won a major tournament and all that, but they are looking to get into the groove. Uh, De Bruyne and Hazard are getting into the groove. Witzel played the last game. Lukaku is in great form. Uh, so yeah, I mean that will be the first real challenge. They can think about the quarterfinal only if they get past the Belgium hurdle. Absolutely, and Belgium were very strong during the group stages. Not many yeah, moments uh, yeah. where they look vulnerable. Uh, I mean, of course, Denmark for the first few minutes uh, maybe Belgium looked a bit flustered then, yeah. but then they recovered very quickly. And yes. uh, I think what's really crucial is how uh, De Bruyne has gotten back into the team after his uh, injury. I think, I mean, not many of us were sure if he would be fit quick enough uh, uh, for that game against uh, Denmark. He came on as a substitute and then like he has been very influential for uh, Belgium. Uh, but the, mm. I mean, Portugal are the kind of team that can cause them uh, some serious trouble. I mean, of course, uh, maybe going into this game, many would say probably that Belgium are the favourites for this game, but Portugal are the defending champion, uh, defending champions. Yeah. They haven't been at their best, uh, but on their day, they can turn up and uh, beat any team. Uh, and I think... Undoubted. Uh, and I think that this is a very good chance for Portugal that to show that, well, uh, it's not just about... I mean, the 2016 title wasn't just a flash in the pan and they can do it again. And they have a stronger squad this time. Yeah, I mean, the, the flash in the pan bit, I think, got sorted with the Nations. They won yeah. the Nations League. Yeah. Uh, and what I like about Portugal here is also, you see, even in the games, uh, even in yesterday's game, even in uh, Wednesday's game, if you look at uh, the way Rui Patricio kept them in the game with that late save, uh, yeah. which was the first time long-ranger by Pogba. He goes full pelt and then he stretches out his hand and keeps the ball out. And then he immediately gets up to deny Griezmann again. So, I think that it is mm. not just about, it is not just about, you know, one player, although that one player has scored five goals and that one player looks unstoppable. Uh, that one player gets between those central defenders and jumps up and he can defy gravity and keep hanging in the air and try and connect with headers. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo is otherworldly. Let's not get there. But, you know, with a Rui Patricio, with, like you said, uh, with, okay, Bruno Fernandes has not done all that well, but they do have some serious talent in this team. And, and yes, they can rattle Belgium in the round of 16. I mean, at least they have players who know what it takes to win trophies, yeah. uh, both for club and country. Absolutely. Uh, that can't be said for Belgium, even though they are the world's top-ranked team. Absolutely. And, uh, I mean, the other... Uh, big team in this same uh, bracket, uh, I mean, in the quarterfinal bracket is Italy. Italy face Austria. And I think, mm. as, we, as I said, uh, for me, Italy have been the most impressive team from the group stages. And uh, I mean, they didn't really, I don't really remember them having moments where, I mean, they looked like they would concede goals. Uh, um, I know that uh, for a few minutes against Wales, maybe one can say that, okay, they will set a couple of chances, half chances with 10 men. Uh, Garrett, right. in fact, had a very good chance to equalize. But then again, this wasn't Italy's best 11. And at that yes. stage, uh, they could have afforded uh, dropping points. So I don't really think there's too much to look into those moments. But I mean, always uh, in the knockout stages, uh, you have 
games where you can have a bad moment and you can crash out. So Austria is a very uh, tricky fixture for them. Uh, Austria, uh, I mean, apart from that game against Netherlands, we they did fairly well, uh, especially against Ukraine. So, I mean, this is going to be a bit bit of a test, but I think they should go through, shouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, Bargav, if you had to ask me which team would you choose to play in the round of 16, mm. wouldn't you have chosen Austria? True. I mean, among the teams that are available, I mean, why I wouldn't want to play Belgium. I wouldn't want to play Spain Absolutely. because they are Spain. Whatever happened, I wouldn't want to play Croatia. I mean, of all the teams, Sweden maybe, but those guys are very difficult to break down. So, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and Ukraine have more attacking players than, let's say, Austria does. So, if there's one team that Italy had to choose, if they had that, I would think they would go for Austria. And, and it's, it works out perfectly for Italy because, okay, they've done really well, taking nothing away. But the teams also didn't show up in that group. I mean, Turkey completely disappointed. I mean, the people were talking of them as being the dark horses of the tournament, etc. And they, they just completely collapsed. They imploded. It's very difficult to wrap your head around what happened to Turkey. And then you had... Uh, Wales, you had Switzerland. So, from coming from such a group with that kind of confidence, Austria is the team that I'd like to play. So, yes, you're right. They are tricky. Uh, David Alaba is, is uh, leading the assist chart for them. But uh, if, if there's one team I would want to play, I would agree with you here that, you know, Italy mm. would fancy their chances mm. of going ahead. Absolutely. Uh, and, I mean, uh, again, I think... When we talk about the knockout stage draw, I think this is the top half of the draw, which involves, uh, uh, I mean, we talked about the two fixtures, which involves Belgium, Portugal, Italy, France, Croatia, and Spain among the big teams. I think that looks like the tougher of the two yeah, halves. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah. it's really fascinating. I mean, uh, we are looking at potentially a, an Italy-Belgium quarterfinal and in the other quarterfinal uh, from this same bracket, we can see, I mean, most likely France, world champions France, mm. taking on either of uh, Croatia or Spain. Uh, but of course, France right. get past Switzerland first. Uh, and I mean, uh, looking at France, uh, of course, uh, I still think they are the best team on paper in this competition. Uh, best squad uh, of all the 24 teams and the 16 remaining teams. And uh, right. But I mean, in the group stages, they didn't really seem in their best. I mean, there were moments when uh, they were a bit shaky. They there were a bit of nerves here and there. And uh, I think particularly against Hungary, they, they had a lot of difficulty breaking breaking that defense down. Yes, to me, you know, the, the Hungary game actually showed the human side of France. I mean, they yeah. they do tend to get rattled. It's something that we. Mm-hmm. You know, playing against the home team at a sold-out stadium, yes, France got rattled. And that is like, uh, that's something you don't expect because they've been so smooth. But even then, they did get the game out against Portugal. I mean, you were in Russia. Can you think of a game except for the Argentina game against that that France really, really dominated Mm. before the final? They didn't. So that way, I think what we are seeing of France is pretty much what we saw France in 2018 as well. They'll get the job done. They are a team that is confident in themselves. They are getting the job done. And what could go in their favour again is the fact that Switzerland have not played 
the quarterfinals of a major mm-hmm. for 67 years. I mean, the last time they did that was when they hosted the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And, that was in uh, 1954. And they didn't really seem to be at their best too. I mean, Switzerland yes. should have finished yes. uh, second in this group uh, on paper. They right. were the they had a stronger squad than Wales. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they didn't really impress i mean they did win against turkey but even in that game uh, they could have conceded at 2-1 had it yes. had they conceded yes. a second then i mean things would have been very different but then again it's a good chance for them uh, i mean france haven't been at their best but it's a team that can adapt very well as you said i mean they can their team that gets the job done but i mean let's see what uh, switzerland Uh, what tricks switzerland uh, have uh, up their sleeves uh, it will be an interesting game to watch out for but uh, surely france uh, red hot favorites for that one uh, and if they win that i game, think the other thing is you know switzerland also are possibly a little too reliant on shakiri and while shakiri has got goals in this competition we can't ignore the fact that he didn't really play all that much at liverpool so I mean, it's like it's a bit like the Lewandowski situation with Poland. I mean, they expect him to do everything, and then they take in uh, silly goals, which uh, leaves even for a person of Lewandowski's ability too much to do. I mean, here uh, I, I kind of get the feeling that you know Switzerland do rely too much on Shakiri. He is their biggest player, all that, and I know that he does show up at big games. You know, in the mm. 2014 World Cup, he scored a hat trick against Honduras. There was that brilliant uh, overhead kick against Poland in 2016, uh, mm. a winning goal against Serbia in 2018. But mm. it's really difficult to see Switzerland putting it past France until and unless it goes into the uncertainty of a tiebreaker. At which point, it's anybody's game. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a mountain to climb for them. I mean, against the best squad in the world, uh, mm. a team that has so many options, it can. They've got players who can just change the game within a few seconds. So I think it's a very difficult task uh, ahead for Switzerland, France. And I'm liking the look of Paul Pogba here in this competition. I mean, uh, he's. I think he's, he's played a lot more freedom than he usually does. does at- <laughs> yeah, and I mean, uh, yeah. you see a lot of talk about why he can't replicate this form at United, but. Look at that France midfield. I mean, he plays a lot. Absolutely. And Golo Kante. I mean, you're playing Absolutely. with one of the best midfielders in the world who has unbelievable coverage uh, on the mm. pitch. So I mean, mm. it's 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 like a dream to for him to be able to uh, you know play with that kind yeah. of freedom. So yeah, I mean, France definitely favorites uh, for that one. And if they win, we may see a repeat of. Uh, The 2018 World Cup final, Croatia plays Spain mm-hmm. in the other game. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I mean, this is an interesting one. I don't really know which team uh, we can tag as favorites. Uh, I mean, Spain uh, haven't been, uh, haven't done uh, too uh, too well this time. Uh, they beat. Uh, I mean, they won five nil against Slovakia yes, uh, on uh, Wednesday. But uh, I mean. Barring that, uh, it has been a bit of a struggle for them. Uh, Croatia too. I mean, against England, we saw they didn't do much. Uh, they struggled against uh, Czech Republic as well and needed a lot of time to break down Scotland. I think I'll just go with Spain. I'll just give the edge to Spain in this one, but it's going to be a very tight game. Yeah, I'll just go with Croatia here. I'll tell you why. I think because. 
okay the five goals you said you know the five goals also had one incredible uh, self goal by dubas yeah, that is true he he was a hero's minutes earlier saving that penalty from morata mm. uh, i would just go with croatia slightly because uh, their big game players are getting into the groove i liked what i saw of modric uh, in in the last game perisic is getting goals and assists so uh, those big game players you know they they know how to get into a world cup final they're kind of getting warming up to the whole idea i mean modric was virtually invisible in the first two games but then uh, that outside of the boot shot in the final game uh, was was just yeah. one element of a masterclass yeah. so with while spain as as you uh, had written earlier in our countdown also i think the yeah. lack of experience is going to hinder yeah. spain a bit because they don't have enough players who can you know take the game forward and they are playing an incredible amount of passes but where is it yeah. going true where is it going i would just give croatia a slight edge here you know but yeah obviously having scored five goals you know the caveat is that spain can come alive in a way that croatia can't even catch them it's possible yeah, yeah but uh, i mean as you said they are having a lot of difficulty breaking teams down and i think uh, the key goal against slovakia was the first one and i think that just changed the entire equation of the game had dubravka not made that mistake yes, uh, yes. then maybe i think uh, slovakia could have afforded to sit back and defend and then it would have been a different game but after that with slovakia chasing the game chasing the game yes yeah it, it was it was easier for uh, spain to exploit this ah. so i think this will be the biggest test for spain and luis enrique yet in this tournament so then we'll get to see the real face of this team on uh, you know when they face croatia and copenhagen uh, but yeah. yeah i mean even if they win this one it's it's really very difficult to see spain going all the way to the final but i mean let's talk about the other half of the draw uh, and I, i think that is one half where i think uh, netherlands uh, among the big teams will be smiling uh, after seeing that yeah. because they've got mm-hmm. two winnable two very winnable fixtures and uh, if they don't make too many mistakes i think they should be able to reach the semis uh, right mean, first up for them czech republic uh, they will be facing the czechs in budapest uh, on 27th uh, that mm. is sunday and uh, if they win that game they will face uh, either of wales or denmark uh, so mm. it looks on paper it looks like two very winnable fixtures for the dutch the first part i'm with you if denmark is playing the quarter finals i think no team wants to play denmark now i mean those guys are on a different uh, adrenaline rush here they're doing it for christian they the, the way they the way they rattled belgium in the opening minutes yeah. and they just kept at it i mean mm. uh, relentless and again against russia those goals came from here there everywhere central mm. half central half scoring goals so denmark is one team i would be a little wary of mm. but i'm with you when you say that you know czech republic mm. is a team that netherlands should should fancy that they should be able to put across netherlands are in better goal scoring form uh, mm. i would think you know wijnaldum now that he's settled with the future his, his his future is settled he he would possibly be a little more relaxed he's getting goals now uh, so yeah i mean i would think netherlands Yeah. Slightly ahead of the Czech Republic, yeah. we will see what happens if they come across Denmark. 
Yeah, I, I mean, of course, this Netherlands uh, squad has its flaws. We're not really sure yes. if they've got yes. the best midfield. Uh, there are questions. Or the defense, maybe? Yeah, maybe and the, even the defensive midfield, I, I think there have been many questions about Bayron not really being mm-hmm. able to protect the defense. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll have to see. And we've seen in the past how Netherlands have started tournaments well and then suddenly out of nowhere, oh, they yes, crash out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, 2008, uh, they were they started so well, defeated France, mm-hmm. Italy, and ended up uh, losing to Russia. So, mm-hmm. of course, I mean, uh, Denmark, as you said, I think that is a very unpredictable side. And uh, the way they played against the Belgians, I mean, even at 2-1, they had two very good opportunities to equal. Yeah. And, uh, of course, I mean, last half an hour, the Russians just couldn't handle them. And uh, mm-hmm. I think... Uh, still, I feel that Wales will be a tricky side to play against. Uh, uh, I think the pace that they've got, uh, Wales can cause some trouble. Uh, mm. And it'll be interesting to see how Denmark set up uh, in that game, uh, whether they go with uh, two wing backs and three centre backs or they change it. Uh, we'll have to see. But uh, yeah, I mean, as I said, I, I think Denmark should uh, get past Wales. And I think. Uh, the emotionally charged atmosphere that we see in Denmark games, I think that should uh, uh, favour them. Uh, but still, I, I just feel that Netherlands this time should be able to make the semis. Uh, it's just that I think uh, reaching the final will be the real challenge. And uh, that brings us to the other quarter. I One can... point about Denmark here, Vargav, also is that they're playing in Amsterdam. And they yeah. are not at Parken anymore. And that incredible yeah. atmosphere which they have fed off so mm-hmm. so well that won't be there, yes. It's not going to happen. So it will be interesting to see how Denmark react to that. But that said, yeah, I think this team is on a different uh, level now. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether they'll be able to sustain this uh, for two more games or whatever or more, I don't know. But uh, the group stages, they've really woken up now, uh, whatever, uh, for, for a reason, for a you know, they're doing it for Christian Eriksen. So, mm. I'm, I'm only concerned about the fact about they are going to play in Amsterdam now. Yeah, That's that, a little advantage to Wales maybe, yes. Yeah, that will be interesting to see. Uh, Wales definitely pose a big challenge, uh, but it will mm. be interesting to see how they cope with it. Uh, and the other quarter of the draw, the remaining quarter is uh, we've got Sweden versus Ukraine and of course the big game England versus Germany. Uh, we'll get to England versus Germany in a bit, but I mean, Sweden versus Ukraine, Sweden, uh, in the first two games, I mean, they had, they showed that they're incredibly difficult to break down. But uh, I think against Poland, uh, they did show that they have their weaknesses in their defense, even though they topped that group. And I think especially in the first half when Poland didn't score, they had a very good chance uh, that mm-hmm. Lewandowski missed. And then they scored two quick goals uh, in the second half and for like 15 20 minutes it seemed like uh, maybe poland can even uh, you know score another and they did seem like uh, did, sco- yeah. scoring at any moment so uh, i think it will be an interesting game to watch out for but uh, definitely I, I think sweden are the favorites for this one against ukraine aren't they yeah ukraine were going home i mean ukraine mm. were going home till such time as uh, i think it was slovakia imploded in the way they did mm. uh, ukraine would not have qualified had Slovakia not taken in five goals and had such a disastrous uh, goal differential. So, for Ukraine, anything is a bonus. They mm. weren't even supposed to be here. Mm. So, that said, they'll, they'll take the 
pitch with less pressure. Uh, I would also agree with you. I think I think Sweden have more weight to sort of put it across uh, Ukraine. Uh, they are a more mature team. Let's put it this way. They cool. their ability to manage games would mm. possibly be a little better than that of Ukraine, simply mm. because they have players who play at a slightly higher level. The num- most of the players at Ukraine, I think, play for the the home team, whose name I can't remember now. Shakhtar. Yes, Shakhtar Donetsk. I, I think that kind of tilts the scale slightly in favor of Sweden. Right. And that brings us to the last remaining round of 16 game. The big one, of course, uh, England versus Germany in London. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, uh, of course, there's a lot of uh, talk in England about them finally, you know, delivering at the, the biggest of stages. They haven't done so for um, in more than half a century. And uh, they have, of course, never won this competition. Uh, but I really feel that we haven't really seen a lot of uh, England to, you know, justify the hype so far. I know Germany haven't been... Do we ever? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I mean, you look at England, they've won two games uh, with solitary goals and the other day uh, drew. Uh, and they didn't really seem very convincing, did they? I mean, they did. Of course, that win uh, against Croatia turned out to be very crucial. But even in that game, not much was happening, was there? No, no, no absolutely not. I mean, England, uh, if this is how they grow into tournaments. I don't know, but England have definitely not been very impressive. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that can be said in their favor is that in each of those games they've hit the framework at least once. So yeah. the margin of in victory could have been, you know, double of what it was. Uh, yeah. But 2-1-0 wins, uh, I'm not sure. Harry Kane is still a shadow of himself. Yeah. I mean, look at what Lukaku is doing uh, as, as as the focal point of one team's attack, and look at where Harry Kane is. Though though I I think he he obviously had a better game in the last game against the Czechs than than he did against uh, Scotland. And then he did against uh, Croatia. So, so yeah, I mean, but having said that, you know, Gary Lineker put out this uh, tweet some time back. You know, it, he said it's time to retire that old famous quote that, and in the end, the Germans always win. Mm. This would possibly be the best time to play Germany. And they yeah. are a team that almost went out of the competition. This is not the Germany we are, inter- we, we are used to seeing. Uh, they are a team that, that hasn't really impressed in the group stages. Mm. And they are playing at Wembley. What more can you ask for if you are an English football player? That is true. But I still feel like uh, <laughs> it would England won't be able to make it again. And I mean, I know Germany have seemed uh, uh, vulnerable at times, but at the same time, they have scored six goals uh, in yes. arguably yes. no. I mean, probably the toughest group of the competition. Yeah, yeah. And four Absolutely. of four of those uh, came against Portugal. So I mean, mm-hmm. they're a, they're a team that can turn up. Uh, I mean, when needed, and uh, I think right. that is something that uh, England haven't done in major mm-hmm. competitions, uh, as far as mm-hmm. I can remember. They reached the uh, 2018 uh, World Cup semi-final, of course, but they were also a bit lucky that time that they got a very favorable uh, knockout stage draw. Uh, yes. This time they are facing Germany straight away, and uh, I mean, you look at all their games; they haven't really faced a team of these uh, of this caliber. Of course, Croatia mm. are a strong side, but uh, Croatia are a shadow of what they were three years back. And Germany, mm-hmm. uh, the thing about Germany is, I mean, 
they can change things. Uh, I mean, they're a flexible side. Of course, uh, against uh, Hungary, it seemed like uh, they had difficulty, uh, you know, adapting to the Hungarian setup. But the thing is, this game is going to be different in the sense that uh, England are go- not England are going to be much more open than Hungary were. Uh, they're going to allow Germany the space, you know, to play the ball in the final third, to hold the ball there. And I think Germany will be able to make more of that freedom. I think uh, I just feel that Germany have the edge in this one. Yeah, I mean, nothing surprising about England going out early again if that happens. Mm-hmm. But if England go out in the way you're saying they would, you know, they, they taking the game to Germany and possibly being punished because they're leaving space... I don't even think that's going to happen because I think England is going to be very stodgy. Uh, they, they, they're, they're going to let the occasion get the better of them. And, yeah. uh, you know, and uh, with this the Wembley's attendance is going to increase. There'll be a lot of hype for the next one week about this England-Germany game. And yeah. all of that is possibly going to adversely affect England. And frankly, uh, if Germany do go out, it will still be okay. They lost to a very talented England team and they are a team that is young and rebuilding, transitioning, etc. Um, so, so I, I, think, I think, yes, Germany go into the game uh, with very little to lose. And that is where Germany do become dangerous, actually. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, I mean, we can't forget the fact that this is Joachim Lowe's uh, final tournament. So Yeah, uh, and everybody wants him to go on a high. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So they're not going to go out on a whimper. They'll give it their all against England. Right. Uh, but yeah, right. I mean, eight very interesting games to look forward to. And by the time we uh, meet next week, we'll have uh, the quarterfinal lineup. Uh, so let's catch up again in a week's time. Hopefully, we'll have uh, quite a few... Uh, exciting uh, results to talk about. Absolutely. You know, Bharga, finally, what I'm looking forward to now is that you do not need to have multiple devices to follow games. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. there, was a, there was a point in time on Wednesday when I was also watching India play cricket in that the World Test Championship <laughs> final. And then how many devices can you have here? I mean, that's, it, it, it felt like overwhelming, you know, the life of a sport journalist. I know this is uh, yeah. this does sound like a complaint. It isn't. But going forward, I would really look forward to the fact that you can watch one match at a time on one device and then think about it for a while. Yeah, that's, that's something I'm looking forward to. See you next time then. This was an episode of Kicks for Free. Do like and follow us on at HT Smartcast on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and write to us at podcast at the rate hindustantimes.com. You can also follow us on our Twitter handles at Dhiman HD and at Bhargav Sarma. You can listen to more podcasts by logging into hdsmartcast.com. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.